If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 36. I'm your host, Stephen Hopper, the head of IGN's Xbox channel. Joining me today are our fellow locksmiths, Peter Eichmanns. Hello. And beard in chief of IGN, Casey Lynch. Hold me close, my Tony Danza. <laughs> Tony Danza. My Tony Danza. Samantha. <laughs> Angela Mona. Nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. That's Who's the way boss? too old. Know. Who you you know. About. Yeah, we know. But We're our old. listeners might not. Alyssa Milano, want you to touch yeah, she was. <laughs> she was pretty fine for a while. Now That's she's true. on those like really sad commercials. In the about, 90s she was. Well, yeah. But she's on those really sad commercials these days. Yeah. About like, you know, starving children and... <laughs> Oh, such a bummer. She, oh, she is? She does those. Man, yeah. That. She's yeah. like the new Suzanne Summers or oh. something. If anyone knows who the hell that is. <laughs> Thighmaster. I know, you know. I know that you know that I know. Anyway, guys. We know. We are back from our Thanksgiving break. Um, did you guys catch up on any gaming? I did, actually. I finally beat Modern Warfare 3. Nice. Good work. And played a little more Saints Row. Okay. And played, Saints Row? Played Saints Row. The uh, the game where you shout at dragons. I forget the name. I don't know. Battlefield 3. Yep, that's the one. Yes. yes. More Battlefield. Yep. Yes. Shout at those dragons. <laughs> I uh, I beat Uncharted 3. Nice. I okay. beat the campaign for Modern Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. I played more Batman, and I got to this point where I was a little stuck, and I was like, <sighs> I don't have time to be stuck. And then I played some more Halo Anniversary. There you go. Nice. And it was Good a balance. great weekend now not to dwell on uh, uncharted for too long since this is an <laughs> xbox um podcast i would like to know uh you weren't really hot on the idea or you weren't really hot on the on the single player campaign for uncharted um uh, you did have some complaints about it last week I so. some, some complaints yeah i mean yeah. I, I wouldn't say i wasn't hot on it i would say that um I, there were some nagging issues that i kept running up against namely the okay. um the balancing of the game like i found 
there would just be these points that you'd get to where all of a sudden Naughty Dog just flipped open a valve and about a bazillion enemies just came pouring out for mm-hmm. no apparent reason. And it just felt really strange compared to other sections of the game. And, and when I say enemies, I mean like all types of enemies. And there's yeah. there's sort of a um, – there's the rank-and-file grunts in Uncharted – Excuse me. And then there's like these guys that walk slower and they've got shotguns and they have a certain level of armor. And then there's guys that have uh, heavier shotguns, sawed mm-hmm. off shotguns, and then they have even heavier armor. And so you have to shoot their helmets off. And it's, you know, and oh, then geez. there's guys with like uh, SWAT shields and, um, and then there's snipers. So at certain mm-hmm. points, you would face uh, a certain amount of enemies. Um, but then there were a few points in the game where they were just like, oh, fuck it, just throw them all out there. <laughs> and you'd have, you know, the sort of um, signature sniper red-eye dot thing. You know, you'd have three or four of them just swarming oh, yeah. around your head. Yeah, and there's yeah. dudes, you know, coming at you. And uh, that, So that just was a little unnerving. And there, there, there were more than a few times when Nathan Drake saw an untimely end. And my screen turned black and white, and, no, and Sully said, "Nate, no, <laughs> Nate, no, no, no." no. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I, I thought it was good, but um, cool. the Amy's kind of wonky still. Um, even did you? Is that patch out? I thought it was supposed to be out of her. The, the patch is out, but uh, unfortunately, I, I played before that came out. And I'm oh, not playing that game again. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just I beat it, so I'm trying to yeah. prep for Skyrim. I. I I feel guilty playing um, giant games when I've got these other unfinished games sort of sitting unfinished. That's true. Skyrim is We've talked a, about a, this before, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we no. have. We've been over this. Absolutely. I totally get it. So, that's what I played. Cool. And I got stuck in Batman, that part where you are uh, in the museum and, Mr. Uh, and the Penguin has that Mr. Freeze weapon. And he's like, you gotta... F-, or Batman says to himself, I... This is not going anywhere. I need to find a better way to defeat him. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> I turned it off. Oh. oh. What? I just... I, no, no, no. It's okay. It's a good thing Batman talks to himself, though. That's right. I, I woefully neglected Batman this weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to play it at all. I did have some uh, uh, house guests over, so it kind of ate into my gaming time. Oh, God. Sadly enough. I mean, no, it's it was great seeing them. Yeah. It was awesome having them in town to visit. Um, but, you know, we, we went around. We did uh, a bunch of, like, you know, a little bit of the touristy thing that I haven't done since I've lived in this area. Yeah, you got to at some yeah. point. Yeah, and, you know, we did that. We went to Fisherman's Wharf and Half Moon Bay, and it was pretty fun. I mean, I had a great weekend, but I uh, didn't game as much as I would have liked to. But in the brief moments that I had <laughs> with my 360, I spent... The majority of it playing um, Saints Row, mm-hmm. and I Saints Row, Saints Row, and I finally began the um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three campaign. Let's talk about that for a second. So yeah. you finished it. I finished it. What did you think? I liked it up until about three quarters of the way through. What was happening three quarters of the way through? Uh, it just started to get overly okay. Walk into another room, shoot a bunch of guys. Walk into another room, shoot a bunch of guys. I know that's technically the whole game. Right. But for the first half of the game, it was very much like, oh my god, this is so exciting. Look at what we're doing. Look at all the stuff that's exploding. And even though it's totally gratuitous and ridiculous, it's fun. Because just these moments keep building on each other. But by the end, like I feel like the first part of the game had more um, 
kind of side style things like where you have to swim up and plant the bomb on the submarine and then you're doing the the boat part and then there's that other level where you have to control the unmanned rover to shoot guys and take out the helicopters that part was fun even though steven probably hasn't reached that we're spoiling it for him that one's not too far i i I know you guys are talking about i've been there yeah but then the second half of the game is all just run and gun shooting i feel like or at least the last quarter of the game or so it's kind of it's sort of a blur yeah it's Mm -hmm. it it went by kind of quick yeah and i've I've had that same reaction to probably the past three Call of Duty games. Um, from, uh, like, you know, World at War, Modern mm-hmm. Warfare 1, Modern Warfare 2, uh, I guess more than three, uh, Black Ops. It, it felt very much like I was... Th- it gets to a point where it just kind of rushes you through it. Yeah. And I'm not really saying that's a bad thing. It just, you know, it, it maintains a pretty intense, intensely high level of pacing where, like, so much shit is being thrown at you at once, Mm -hmm. and all you can really do is you you can't allow yourself to be stuck in one place because that's when you die in a Call of Duty game. If you're not constantly moving, if you're not going from, from, you know, this cover to that cover and, you know, basically hauling ass through these stages, you're going to get pinned down and you're going to die. And I've, you know, I've definitely felt that way for a lot of the past Call of Duties. I mean, Black Ops did a really good job of kind of breaking that up a little bit, and putting more effort towards, like, you know, story development and that kind of thing. Um, but, I mean, I can see what you're saying about Modern Warfare 3. And while it hasn't quite done that to me yet, yeah, um, I, I, I'm I definitely ready for it, too. Yeah. At least. It was definitely, I got to a point somewhere and I was like, all right, how many more levels of this, you know? Mm-hmm. But Aww. overall, I enjoyed it. That's... Yeah, it's just not a good sign. Now, how is it? Yeah. Since now you finished both of them, how does how does it compare to both the, of them uh, being Battlefield? Are you talking about Battlefield? That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. sorry. As um, I think I think we all know I was very. I did not enjoy the Battlefield campaign. Right. It's right. very much like trying to be like Call of Duty and not being Battlefield at all. Mm-hmm. And Call of Duty was just being bigger and better Call of Duty, like huge set pieces, ridiculous set pieces that are you know very compelling and interesting and make you keep going. Right. Um. So I I mean on the the story, you know, whatever. I I'm not, I wasn't that tied to the characters through the whole Modern Warfare games. I wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this person's hurt or injured or died or, you yeah. know, all those things. So it wasn't so much like, uh, oh my god, I need to know what happens. It was yeah. very much like, okay, we're still playing with the same characters and we're trying to wrap up the story with a nice little bow. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm losing track here, but uh, <laughs> basically, Battlefield bad, Call of Duty better. Cool. Story-wise. Yeah. I mean, there were there were some good beats in it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, well, there is a lot of... More so than people might realize, there's a pretty decent amount of focus for the Call of Duty storylines. I mean, they have yeah. recurring characters, at least insofar as the, the Modern Warfare games, um, like Soap and Price. Yeah. Like, you see them in, in every game, and they factor oh, in... But just wait. You okay, know what fine. happens. <gasps> Snape kills Dumbledore. Oh, my God. Really? <gasps> you bastard. Jesus. Without spoiling the end, um, I feel like Modern Warfare 1, I loved the ending of that, like the final mm-hmm. moment of that game, how you, like, you know, quote-unquote boss, that boss battle. Mm-hmm. And then Modern Warfare 2 totally tried to recreate that in a different way. Yeah. And Modern Warfare 3 kind of does as well. But mm-hmm. I feel like nothing can ever top the ending to the original Modern Warfare. Oh, that was awesome. As far as Call of Duty great campaigns ending. go. Yeah. Nothing compares <laughs> to you. I was singing that song to Holding My Case of Modern Warfare. After I finished Modern Warfare 3. He was crying in, was. A, in an empty bathtub with <laughs> with red candles just yeah, it was. lining his bathroom. It was very romantic. You it shaved was. your head too, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
nasty, nasty Call of Duty. I did. So, I mean, I, I had fun with Call of Duty. It was fun. It was, yeah. you know. Uh, I'm shrugging. Can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. The sound of my shoulders. <laughs> in your dulcet tenor, I can hear the, the shrug. But yeah, speaking of Battlefield 3, um, apparently it's enjoyed some extraordinary success since it was released. It sold 8 million copies. More than 8 million copies. Yeah. Um, crazy successful. Do you guys think that we now have a game that can go up against Call of Duty in terms of sales? Not yet. But in the future, though. I think th- potentially, yeah. I mean, it, it was Battlefield was very well received. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people get it, get that it's trying to do something different with multiplayer and opening up a different type of gameplay. Yeah. And for the first, like, big... I mean, this is obviously a much bigger console push for Battlefield than the bad companies were. Because I feel like even though those were, you know, good games, not everybody knew about them or not everybody felt like it was the go-to next shooter. Um, but battle this year was very much the year of Modern Warfare 3, Battlefield 3, and Battlefield 3 definitely got its foot in the door, I think, for future sequels. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's interesting that, um, as you were talking about the Battlefield Bad Company games, like, didn't... The last uh, Bad Company, Bad Company 2, came out in, uh, uh, like, early spring or late winter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, early, pretty early in the season, not really competing in the in the fall space yeah and uh, i don't remember exactly when the first bad company came out but um i don't remember it being like a huge fall game Mm -mm. however when they came out earlier and when they when they did three they literally went toe-to-toe with with call of duty and uh it, it looks like that may have paid off because it was a massive success yeah now in for the future Pete, you you're a huge Battlefield guy. What do you what do you see um, EA and Dice doing to keep Battlefield relevant and to really you know push it over the edge in terms of a, a competitor for Call of Duty and to you know sell more than Call of Duty? I think the first thing they're probably going to do. I mean, their their multiplayer formula is pretty tried and true. Like mm-hmm. the gameplay to cer- a certain extent goes back years. The same thing they've been doing. It just looks prettier with more cool destruction nowadays i think they're going back to the drawing board with the campaign and trying to figure out if what they're going to do with story story wise for battlefield okay i think that's probably their the reviews across the board i think i don't know that i read anybody else's or heard anything about anyone being like oh this campaign was amazing oh my gosh so i think Mm -hmm. they're going to take that criticism to heart and try to figure out what they can do to make it compete on a single player level with call of duty next time now do you do you guys really think that that's something that they are looking at in terms of something that needs to be fixed Bec- or is it just more of a focus on multiplayer because i mean if if i'm ea or dice or whoever and i'm looking at this game franchise you know the, granted i'm sure that they are well aware of the criticisms that people have had mm-hmm. for the single player campaign but with those huge numbers and then and the amount of people that are buying the game and playing it completely online, I'm going to be honest. Personally, I haven't even touched the Battlefield Three campaign. Like I've played the game significantly, mm-hmm. um, just only using the multiplayer disc because I have so much fun doing that, and I feel like you know that that's worth the money to play that that uh, that multiplayer component of the game. Now, do you really do you think that they are looking at the single player campaign and focusing on that and saying that we need to fix this, or is it matter? Is it just a matter of of striking the iron while it's hot and going with what they know works and what works is multiplayer in Battlefield? I I think it's a tough balance. I mean, I don't think at this point they're just going to like 
cut off the rotting leg and go all multiplayer next time. I think they're going to go for that perfect package. They're like, mm-hmm. they're going to look at the reviews and see this common theme that people had problems with the story, and mm-hmm. then try to build something that people have less to complain about next time around. Yeah, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> but we ha- we have to remember too that we- there's two worlds that this game exists in, which is the just regular we're going to put a game out world mm-hmm. it, within which selling 8 million copies is a blockbuster yeah. just giant yeah. um so in that world they are wildly successful probably even um at least up to if not beyond their expectations at least at this point in the game considering yeah. that it's not even mm-hmm. you know the end of the year yet uh, but then the second world is the world of Call of Duty. Now, Call of Duty will probably go on to at least challenge the 25 million mark, which is what Black Ops did, um, if not surpass that. Yeah. So, it, by comparison, Battlefield 3 still has a lot of ground to make up. Mm-hmm. Um, to your point, Peter, I think that that's one spot that they could um, very noticeably um, excel in. The question is, how meaningful is that going to be to... You know, the 12 million other people that didn't buy Battlefield 3 yet that Mm -hmm. are buying Call of Duty, so on and so forth. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that specific question. I see that that as an obvious uh, place for improvement. Mm -hmm. I also wonder, too, you know, we were talking last episode, what's next for Call of Duty? And we're we're talking about different eras. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago that all of a sudden we broke away from World War II and we're in modern times, hence the whole Modern Warfare brand. Well, we're three games in now. And, you know, typically the trilogy, the quadrilogy, that's when things start to get a little little old and people right. start thinking, well, what can we do? So um, there's a chance that the Modern Warfare brand and the Call of Duty brand as a whole could begin to go the way of Medal of Honor, if you know what I'm saying, and become that game that everybody has already played and may not be paying as much um, attention to over the next couple of years, depending on what moves they make. Um, mm-hmm. And that could be a big opportunity for Battlefield 3 to try something a little bit different. And whether that be um, a different time era, whether it be a f- real giant focus on single player just to turn in some you know epic cinematic single player that we've you know have never seen. Um, I'm not sure what the specific formula is. I-, I do think that there is an opportunity. I think that they've they've demonstrated that they can actually be a player, whereas, say, for instance, you know, to speak of modern... Or, um, uh, Medal of Honor, which everybody mm-hmm. had high hopes for, yeah. uh, had incredible beards, um, but <laughs> that didn't perform nearly, uh, you know, as successfully as Battlefield Three did. So I think that they've they have a proof text to say, hey, look, we can let let's do something more with this. We actually have a contender. So it'll be interesting. Thank you for mentioning the beards in uh, Modern Warfare or uh, <laughs> Medal, of Honor. Medal of Honor. I completely forgot how awesome those beers were. That, that's what I think Battlefield 3 needs more of. There was a, a very Beards. noticeable lack of facial hair. Yeah, so. Absolutely. More beard. Bring on. Bring on the beard. More power. Bring up an interesting point, though, um, with Call of Duty and Battlefield out of the gate. and you know We're starting to look into 2012 and what's coming out. Uh, we mentioned it briefly when we first got it into the office, Battlefield 3. But uh, they're teasing the next Medal of Honor, which we'll probably see mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that there's a lot of lessons to be learned from from the reboot. Uh, exactly, which will be interesting to see what direction they take another one in. And I, I think that you know, I mean, 
Uh, it's obviously a different brand than Battlefield, but um, yeah. I, I think EA's learning, and especially even from the marketing side. I mean, I'd be curious to see what the final spend was, but I mean, anybody that watched TV, went to see movies, <laughs> listened to the radio, they were marketed to with Battlefield 3 content uh, on yeah. IGN, on you know any website. There were just it was huge. Everywhere. everywhere, those commercials and Jay-Z's, you know, you know, problems song. You know, <laughs> I got 99 problems, but a Jay-Z's, A1. the problem song. The problem yeah. song. He's a problem solver, guys. <laughs> so, anyways, um, they obviously believed a lot in the product and spent a tremendous amount of money. So, I, I'm curious yeah. to see what they do with it next year. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of years we see a complete reboot of uh, either one, if not both, of those franchises from a from a genre or a time mm-hmm. period perspective. Yeah, because I, I mean, the whole modern thing at some point will uh, become fatigued. I mean, yeah. and even now they wrapped up with a bow their characters, and that was one of their you know, drives to keep the series going. Like, yep. they use the same characters, and now they can't necessarily do that anymore. Snape dies. Quit giving shit away. I know. Damn it. You, don't, you, just, right. you, you can walk away from the campaign. You don't need to know. I mean, you know now. So. <laughs> just gonna walk, walk away. away. <laughs> like, like Kane in Kung Fu. I'm just going to walk at the end of it. Just, just walk the sunset. away. Just walk away. <laughs> just you. walk away. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, what are we talking about here? We're talking about uh, more multiplayer shit. Um, Dragon Age 3. Yeah, what the heck? The rumor is that Dragon Age 3 is going to have multiplayer. So, let's back up for a second. First of all, do people really like Dragon Age games? Why are we even talking about Dragon Age? (laughs) People do. Who here, by show of hands, likes Dragon Age? If I Crickets, had... nobody showed, no, no, no hands were raised, listeners. Okay, the locksmiths a, do not like Dragon Age. A, if, if one of us were to raise our hands, why the fuck would you be hearing it? And B, whoosh, I have to be sound quite of fond. Going up. I have to be quite fond of the first Dragon Age. So I, I was too. I, I very verbally hate on Dragon Age all the time. Um, <laughs> it's a slow game, and it takes forever to get started. Well, yeah, and any game, it's a slow burn. Any game these days where you have to say, well, you know, like twelve to twenty hours into it, it really starts to pick up. Sorry. I mean, didn't we do that with, like, every Zelda game, like, ten years ago? I will say Dragon Age takes a while to kick in. Yeah. But it's more like four or five hours before it starts getting really awesome. Not not 12. (laughs) That's fine. And I'm I'm being a little gratuitous with my hatred so yeah i i need to play, play it more so at any rate yeah so what why the heck does a game like dragon age need multiplayer what does this mean i think it means that ea wants every demographic of gamer they want people who only play multiplayer games they want people who play only play uh single player games and everybody in between and this is a huge franchise for them yeah. i mean with mass effect as we know it wrapping up um early next year you know what? What? What leg are they going to have to stand on, really, in terms of you know their their really big console RPGs? Like I think, I think um, Dragon Age will be the big one. And pe- once once Mass Effect wraps up, everyone's going to have their eyes on Dragon Age Three, and they're going to be looking at it. Okay, what's different? What's better? Um, a lot of people didn't really like Dragon Age Two that much. A lot yeah. of people who were huge fans of the first one, so they're going to be looking towards EA and Bioware and saying, okay. What are you? How are you going to unfuck Dragon Age Two? So and <laughs> I don't. Based on the criticism that Dragon Age Two garnered, mm-hmm. I don't think adding multiplayer is a step in the unfucking direction. I, well, no, it I seems mean, to me that that is part of the overall problem. That uh, it's it's the 
the massifying of a game where mm-hmm. you know I think people the people that did like Dragon Age liked it because of the meticulousness and the the pacing and the uh, the management system and um, and I, I'm not a big Dragon Age person so you can probably yeah. speak a little bit more to this but I understand the RPG elements in the game were fairly deep and they were yeah. fairly involved and it was uh, that appealed to the type of people that you know, had abacuses at their house and were like, how much can I spend on my destruction? <laughs> or, you know, whereas, uh, I, as I understand it, Dragon Age 2 um, was a little bit easier to play. It wasn't as inventory heavy. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it was a little more mainstream uh, to, dare I say. Uh, adding multiplayer seems to be a step farther in that direction. No? It, it, no, it, it does. But, I mean, there were... Uh at least insofar as Dragon Age 1, which is the one that I spent a ton of time with. And you mm-hmm. beat that, didn't you? I did. Okay. Yeah. I beat it, and I beat um, most, if not all, of the DLC packs. Oh, wow. So, like, I, I really had a good time with it, and I wanted mm. to keep the universe going. Ooh. I wanted to... I really wanted to keep, you know, my... The the game going. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> the reason being is that I felt a huge investment to the characters, and I really enjoyed the dynamic of my party. As like, you know, I mean, there were, it, it, was, it was like Mass Effect. I mean, you find a click, you know, there are usually, usually here's how I play these games. It's I take three or four of my, you know, eight to nine, sometimes ten um, party members, and I just stick with them mm-hmm. for the whole quest. And I like usually it, do that too. For the, for the whole campaign, and I, you know, talk to them and interact with them and, and I, you know, get really get a real feel for their backstories and stuff essentially is what i'm getting at and um so how does that how does that play into multiplayer like so it plays into multiplayer because the sense of like co-op and camaraderie is really huge to the dragon age story and to the dra- like the the real intrinsic dragon age gameplay so what i'm thinking is that maybe if they branch it out that way and have like actual m- maybe you can bring people into your single player game and have them be full on party members like say you would doing doing a raid or joining a, a group or a guild in a in an MMO like maybe that's what the multiplayer is going to be i mean at this point we don't really know what it is i mean there yeah, there was a mention to it yeah there there's a, a mention in the story that you can play as dragons now which <laughs> would be amazing that'd be or pretty could cool be. Too. um yeah so let, uh, what what could it be it could be uh, it could go the way of Mass Effect, where you mm-hmm. have a totally separate um, thing where you can play in co-op, but it doesn't affect your single player. Yeah. Um, it could be some sort of death match, a la, you know, if you're playing as the enemies or the dragons, presumably they're bad. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fun, they would need to be to eat people and shoot them with yeah. fire. Yeah. Um, so that would be somewhat like whether it be uh, horde mode in Gears, where you're playing as the locust or uh, um, the, the infected in Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be some sort of objective-based or deathmatch type scenario. Does that make sense, though? Like a, a Dragon Age... Uh, PvP slash deathmatch sort of. I don't know. Uh, I, mode. I don't know how that would work. Well, I'm looking at it through the terms of Dragon Age One and Two mm-hmm. in terms of their gameplay. I don't know what Three is going to look like. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they plan on doing with the combat system, with the inventory system, with the characters. I I just don't know. So maybe what they're doing with Dragon Age Three will work in a multiplayer setting. Um, time will tell. I mean, we just we just don't know. Um, what I can speculate that I think that they're going to do, um, 
just kind of giving a, a, a somewhat educated guess, I could say that it's probably going to be something along the lines of what we're going to see in Mass Effect 3. That's what my guess, too. Yeah, with, you know, this this distinct set of, of co-op missions. And, um, you know, you're going to be able to select different characters that you usually wouldn't have access to in the single-player mode. Um, possibly to play more, as. To play as, right. yes. Um, more weapons and, and armor customizations and that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much where where I think that they will go with it. Yeah, I mean, Bioware has been really adamant with this whole Mass Effect 3 fiasco, we call it a fiasco, that they added (laughs) multiplayer, um, and saying that, oh, don't worry, it's not going to affect the single-player campaign. If you don't want to play it, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing they're going to come with the same line with this, because people play for the story in general. They want to, you know, have that role-playing experience. Right. And it's tough to do that if you have, like, random co-op or multiplayer or something that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the type of game that would warrant that, or yeah. even really be able to support it at any level. It's not—I don't know. That just doesn't seem right. So, okay. So, off the top of your head, real quick, games with dragons that you can play or ride that are awesome. Go. That are awesome. Yeah, that—that's where you. We're going to get to—we're going to get to the games with that with <laughs> dragons you can play or ride that suck in a second. Okay. Good ones. I would say World of Warcraft, but oh, they're just yeah. mounts. There's a couple yeah. missions where you use them well, you for like... them that's mount. That's what I said. They're just yeah. mounts. So you can't really, you know... They're not just mounts. I mean, they, they well, fit you in your... You can't take your, your mount and fly into a zone and just rain fire down on people. Well, no. Uh-huh. So they're just mounts. <laughs> they're vehicles. Uh, Panzer Dragoon. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would there say. You go. That Order. would work. Spyro. Well, yeah, this is serious. Spyro, that's, that's not bad. The early ones. Um, how about some that suck? Um, Layer. Thank you. Ah, uh, yes. Layer was just horrible. What's the new uh, the XBLA game next year, the Connect one, the Dragons? Um, I wrote a news story about it a few weeks ago. I don't remember. I can't think of what it's called. Project Draco? Oh, yeah. Connect Dragon game coming next year. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I, would say, cool. I would say Skyrim. You know why? Because hmm. as far as I know, you can't ride a dragon in Skyrim. So it's a bad playable dragon game. Terrible because playable dragon. Because you can't dragon. play the dragons. <laughs> awesome. Maybe that patch, though. I've seen videos of dragons flying backwards. Maybe you can glitch your way onto a dragon and control uh, them now. There's got to be a way to get onto a dragon. Doesn't that seem like a miss, though? Like, the game's all about dragons. We're the dragonborn. But you can't ride a dragon. You can talk to them. But why can't you ride one? Well, I'm like, I'm human-born, but I'm not going to go ride around on people. It's just kind of weird. It just makes no sense. You say it that makes though. perfect sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. I think it makes sense. You tell me that after playing Skyrim, you don't want to ride a dragon. How amazing would it have been to have some sort of a quest where you could tame a dragon and then ride it? No, That'd be a great be end game, almost. You know, because there's infinite quests supposedly. Like at the, you beat the game and you finally make friends with the dragon, you can just ride it all over the map to get. To I'm his... not saying it wouldn't be amazing. I'm saying that I wouldn't want to do it, even though it would be great. So fuck you, Casey. It's still a good game. Damn you and your ideas. Damn you. I, I like where Peter was going with it, of being able to ride a dragon, like maybe over a credit scene, and <laughs> the, the theme from Never Ending Story could be playing. Through the Fires and the Flames plays. Never Ending Story. <laughs> Wait, was that, was that the theme to was, the Never Ending Story? No, but it's Dragon Force. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but the Never Ending Story theme's good. Isn't, that wasn't Kajagugu. Who is that? What, uh, what's the name of the guy, that uh, the singer that does the theme for that never ending story oh, i don't know it's like I jamal no or idea. something jamal no it's, <laughs> jamal. it's like that and he has that that flock of seagulls catch your hair i'm gonna nice. look it up 
to it. Interesting. But see, so, I, tell me that wouldn't have been awesome to have that would have been a, awesome. a play or to even, you know, for a moment or even a part of a quest play as a dragon. And maybe we just haven't discovered it yet. I keep hoping as I've played through it uh, in, in short spurts that at some point I'll discover a way to play as a dragon. That could. Bethesda, yeah, we, come on. You know, somebody's going to mod it, it, so. Yeah, somebody will. Mod somebody that. will make it possible. Instead of your, dragon your dream born, will be reality. Dragon. Live the dragon. dream. And people just react to you. Life dragon. Fantasy. Orcs have stolen my spoon and hidden it in that cave. <laughs> will you please go fetch it for me? I can't fit in there. You're like sneaking as a dragon <laughs> through town. Your sneak's high enough that nobody notices you. Wow, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Never any story theme song. Dragon. Hey guys, I'm a dragon. Check me out. So, Adios. Dragon Age Three. They're also saying it's going to use Frostbite Two. Yeah, for the. For the, Just the multiplayer, for, multiplayer at least. for some reason, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they've they've done that. They've split up engines yeah, before. Yeah, absolutely. In the past. Especially oh, when it comes to dice, they're like the go-to guys for EA's multiplayer stuff. That's a good point. His name's Lamal. 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 Yeah. And it's L I M A H L. Wow. Yeah. Right. Nice name, bro. Scary. <laughs> we may we may just need to put the uh, link for the YouTube uh, video of this in, or just the, embed it. The, well, the embed in the <laughs> shut yeah. up. You and you. I wasn't even trying to be a smartass. I thought <laughs> I thought I had a better idea there. I was like, you know what? It'd be an even better Live idea. The dream. Take that for life fantasy. Sorry. All right. How about we just do a separate download of Casey singing that everyone? Is How about talking about weird tacked on multiplayer to segue into a Dead Space story? More, um, yeah, more weird. Uh, shit. a weird tacked on multiplayer. Whoa! So there's more EA rumors. What the heck's going on with Dead Space? Dead Space apparently um, is going FPS. Is now, it, oh, please explain. What the hell does this even mean? Well, this is just another rumor that's been kicking around, just like the Dragon Age thing. Um, they're saying that a shooter game based in the Dead Space universe is in the works. Um, it's not clear whether or not it's going to be a proper FPS or if it's just going to be another on-rails game. Um, I'm thinking if it is on-rails, it'll be a sequel to Extraction. Yeah. Which is actually a really good game. Yeah. Like, I, I had a, a really, really good time with it. I played it on the Wii many years ago. And it was probably one of the better games on the system. That's not saying much, bear in mind. So. Well, but if even Sorry. if it weren't on the Wii, it would still be a pretty solid game. It was you a lot of fun. You, it was you, very atmospheric. You couldn't say that Dead Space Extraction was one of the better games on the Xbox 360. Sorry. Yeah, but I'm not saying that. But that's what that's the alternative well, culture yeah. is saying. Okay. Here's Just, the thing. If it's like... They need to. Ha- there needs to be a purpose to make it first person. Because if it's a first person shooter that mm-hmm. plays exactly like Dead Space, like you have all the same kind of weapons and everything, there's no point in switching the perspective. Yeah. Yeah. What does I it? Agree. What does it add? I mean, if anything, yeah. I feel like you're losing stuff because yeah. De- Dead Space. Part part of the the way that your the atmosphere is established is how you exist in that world and mm-hmm. how you move slowly and yeah, even the way your that they, life yeah. bars on your back yeah, just, yeah the way that they implemented the the hud is built into your actual suit you won't be able to see any of that i totally um, agree i mean seeing isaac is such a huge part of the dead space experience like him in that that huge lumbering suit um up until two you didn't even see his face yeah. it, was, it was always covered and you know it's it's very iconic for the franchise and i think if they put it in the a first person shooter it's gonna you know it's gonna take a lot of that away i mean and then the rest of these rumors is this this sounds bizarre and just a little bonkers to me so yeah it could be a first person shooter it could also be a flight game it well, could no, be no, no. an uncharted style game like <laughs> let me let me clear these up these are actually two separate games that have been rumored at aside that's so weird from but, the shooter 
<clears throat> nevertheless, it still feels like there could be a an RTS. There could be yeah. a shooter. There I, could be a flight game. There no, could it's just be like a, saying that's the next that's that space is going to be another game with mechanics yeah. and it fits into a genre. <laughs> There's going to be a Dead Space game that comes out that is different. It will take place in outer dead space. I mean, if they're saying uncharted style, I guess that would just you could add a few more climbing and running around things to what's already there. Does that mean you get to be like snarky and hunt treasures and shit? Like I don't, I, don't, I really don't understand. I don't understand what that the at all. what the uncharted style comes I, into play. Uh, yeah, I mean it's already a third person exactly. shooter in in many ways. Would yeah, it be cover based or? Yeah, I don't know if that's what it. It didn't. It doesn't seem like it would make much sense no. to be covered base, and it certainly wouldn't make any sense to be platforming uh, or yeah. no. you know traversal type mechanics or um, or a flight game. Like what? What the hell's well, the point? I can in that? see. You know what this sounds like? Is this just huh. sounds like different sections in a game? Because you yeah. know, in Dead Space games, I don't know if you actually ever fly a ship, but you man you, you man the you know, guns, the, yeah, the gun on cockpit. And there's those moments right. when you're outside in space and you're dive bombing through whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, listeners, I'm moving my hand as if I'm <laughs> dodging debris in space. Don't worry, they can hear you. Um, uh, they can see it, not really. The, um, <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, it seems a little silly to me. It's a, it's a little bit more like somebody intercepted, like a GDD, uh, a game design doc, sorry, that uh, was explaining different moments in the game or levels or modes. That's true, yeah. As opposed to, you know... Uh, and then they dropped it and I just was, picked up yeah. three different pieces of paper. Right? Like, that's and like, liter- hey guys, yeah. here's a rumor. You know what we need to do? And this is what we should all do, listeners. Uh, we should all create a, a Twitter accounts and just say that we work <laughs> for different publishers and then just randomly, you know, months <laughs> later, tweet out rumors that are totally vague and, you know, and see who picks them up and reports them as news. There was that <laughs> uh, Peter Molyneux account that was doing, like, fake game pitches oh, in the style yeah. of Peter Molyneux, uh, but they shut him down. Yeah, what the... They closed down. Have, have you seen? It was Evil, funny. Have you it seen was really, funny. It was really good Twitter feed. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Have you seen Evil John Carmack? Oh no, that, that was a good one. <laughs> is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Lord Voldemort Seven is good too. Man, I'm gonna have to check those out. Yeah, those are good. Funny need, thing is, actually, if we're thinking of this more as different parts of a game, uh, Assassin's Creed, the new one, totally just did that. There's a first-person section. There's like tower defense section. There's yeah. old-fashioned, you know, Uncharted style section, which is actually also Assassin's Creed style section. <laughs> That's right. Um, maybe, but yeah, maybe much. we got the rumors all wrong. Maybe there's going to be Assassin's Creed sections in the next Dead Space, <laughs> not Uncharted. <laughs> That I makes don't know. much more sense. I, you know, I have to Rumors. say, for the record, I really hope not. Um, yeah. And if yeah. uh, only because I, I was a huge fan of Dead Space Two, I, I, I felt like it did the things that I really liked about the first one, but then it improved upon a lot. And the mm-hmm. pacing, the storytelling, the action, the fact that uh, Nemesis shows up at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that when Isaac is wearing the blue tank top and the miniskirt. <laughs> Dude, if you finish the game, you know what I'm talking about. Fucking Dr. <laughs> X, dude, he doesn't stop. He just keeps coming. It's like the Terminator. You cannot be bargained with. Nice. Um, but in the event that there are actually a bunch of Dead Space games in production, mm-hmm. um, you know, we obviously will continue to bring you the news, and we hope they're great. I mean, yeah. um, hope so. All we can do is hope. And we hope they're not on the Wii. Hope against hope. <laughs> oh, come on. I think an Extraction 2 on the Wii would be just dandy. No. It's probably not going to happen. No, probably not. All right, guys. Uh, let's move on to email. Uh, email! Email! This first one comes from Baker. 
So I'm now nearing the 40-hour mark in Skyrim and fully anticipate I will put at least the 202 I put into Oblivion. Wow, nice. It's a good number. It's a huge number. Yeah. The level of detail in this game, even as compared to Oblivion, is staggering. With that in mind, why am I still wishing Bethesda had done more? Why, when you skin an animal, does it not leave behind a carcass that has obviously been skinned instead of just saying empty? Why isn't skinning and mining a level-upable skill like smithing? Why can't I fish? Why can't I do any number of the things I can do in the real world? <laughs> why? Baker would like to know why. Well, I'd like to know if Baker has actually ever skinned an animal himself and proven that it is not, in fact, just say empty when you really <laughs> kill and skin an animal. animal. I haven't done it. I can't say yes or no. I, I haven't skinned much of anything. So. I think as far as uh, if you're talking to why you can't up certain skills, is they really tried to streamline it this time around. Yeah. Like, so you're not just constantly hopping as you walk to up your acrobatics, that sort of thing. Yeah. They definitely limited was... the, the skills this time around so that not everything suddenly gets a number attached to it. But I know this word has some nasty connotations a lot of times, but, you know, it's a streamlined experience. I yeah. mean, it's you, you can still do a shitload in Skyrim, and it's just this beautiful dynamic world and it's amazing to you know drop time into and i i don't think you're gonna have any problem hitting that 202 mark no. in, in oblivion absolutely not like i i don't know i now, mean i understand three hours you're not gonna get there <laughs> nope definitely you, you'll poop out before that big surely but. not no <laughs> but i you know it's one of those games the, these types of experience make you think that like hey i can do all of this stuff but why can't i do this yeah why can't i take, like ride dragons why can i physically take my shoes off why can't i tie it <laughs> <laughs> why i want to do laundry bitch like <laughs> yeah guys sorry this is todd howard from bethesda we could we, we really wanted to fit laundry in there but we couldn't guys yeah that's the thing like they could have done more of course but then you wouldn't be playing it right now and then you'd just be like oh man i can't wait till skyrim comes out yeah and it could have been another year or two years until it comes out well, and that's the thing you've already hit 40 hours which means you yeah. have more than gotten your money's worth out of this oh for and sure. now you're asking those questions i'm sure for the first 20 hours even you weren't been like man why can't i fish you can fish you just have to go in there and grab them yourself mm -hmm. yeah baker you're you a just, jerk just walk into the river and grab them <laughs> maybe in the universe just, of skyrim I'm fishing totally poles kidding. haven't been invented yeah i'm joking but i mean have. To, to, like, answer your question, though, with that in mind, why am I still wishing Bethesda had done more? Because you fucking love the game. Yeah, that's the, that's like, the answer. You just, you just want so much more of it. It's like when you're reading a good book, or you're watching a great movie, you're like, shit, why is this over? Yeah. Why, I wish I had seen more of this, or read more of that. I wish this was my real life. I wish this was me. <laughs> like, you love the game, and that's... <laughs> Total, that's great because it it's great. it's a fucking incredible game. The fact you're asking these questions means they did their job. Yeah, yeah exactly. The uh, the elements that you, and the things that you are able to do, they get into your skin and you enjoy them and you think, oh, this is really great and I'm able to do so much. Uh -huh. um, and then it just opens your mind to think, okay, what you know could be next? And uh, I assure you that those are the same questions that the developers are constantly asking themselves and they're pushing themselves to try and. Uh, incorporate all sorts of different elements into these types of games, especially these giant sandbox open world games. Yeah. So, um, you know, I saw an interesting note or blog. I can't remember exactly specifically what it was. If it was an article or whatnot, but somebody was talking about um, you couldn't learn to play an instrument in the game, which I thought was uh, was a, a fairly uh, interesting note. I mean, some of these things, um, you know, fishing. I guess that that makes sense. But um, I guess there's a quest in the game where. Uh, or some interaction with one of the musicians in one of the bars or something, and um, this guy really wanted to learn how to play the 
the the lute or whatever mm-hmm. the instrument yeah. was, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these things, whether it be fishing or you know, fill in the blank, um, appear in the next game. So yeah, I mean, because uh, arguably you could do a lot more in Skyrim than you could in Oblivion, than you could in Morrowind, than you could in yeah. Daggerfall, oh, than right. you could in I don't even know what. Yeah, arena. Oh, yeah. It's a building process, guys. Okay, Yair says, if I had to, tr- if you, sorry, if us, if we had to trade one of the Xbox's franchise in order to get one from the other two companies, which franchise would you be willing to give up? And which would you choose to bring over to Microsoft's console? Oh, man. That's easy. Forza. You would trade Forza? Just because you don't like, I just, I you don't, don't like Forza. You don't I, like no, driving No, no, no. You know, I just don't... I'm not a big driver. <laughs> for uh, Gran Turismo. Like, what? <laughs> I would trade it for... Ew. Exactly. Gross. For F1. No, um... Gran Turismo. It would probably be that, or even, like, Viva Pinata. I don't... Really? I, I didn't play I that that much. kind of cool. I didn't hmm. say that they're not cool. I just, for me, like, I... Those aren't games that I spend a tremendous amount of time playing, so mm-hmm. missing them wouldn't be an issue. The game that I would want would be Resistance. I would have loved to really? play... Yeah, I would have loved to... Well, listen, uh, hold on okay. for a second. Okay. I would have oh, loved to have seen Resistance come to the 360 and see what it could have done. I think it would have hmm. outpaced itself, um, at the very least, with the first... Um, uh, game and uh, I think that they it may have gone in a different direction and I think that the multiplayer probably would have seen more improvement. Um, I just don't get, think Resistance was a game that was played much. Um, yeah. uh, none of them have done more than at least one and a half to two million in sales, as, as I understand it. And I could be wrong. Correct me, please, if I am. Um, but those are small numbers for a first-party exclusive um, yeah. game, if, if you know what I'm saying. So true. My problem with Resistance, okay, I love what Insomniac has done with the weapons in that game. You know, I, I think they're they're super original and they're fun. I mean, it's it's Insomniac. They're great at, at coming up with weapons. Like, look at the look at the crazy shit you can do in the in the Ratchet games. Hmm. And I, I love the weapons. I think they're nicely, you know, tuned for what they are. Except for the auger. <laughs> Fuck that. But. My problem with those games is every time I get to the end of the single-player campaign, I've only, bear in mind, I've only played Resistance 1 and 2. I haven't even touched 3 yet. But for 1 and 2, when I got done with those campaigns, I was fucking done. Yeah. Like, I hated those games by the time I was done with them. I don't <laughs> wow. know what it is. Yeah, the, the, the pacing, something about the, the campaign. Like, there are, there are segments where all it does is just throw enemies at you. And it's it's and you have to kill them all. It's not like like Call of Duty where you know you you're afforded the ability to like, okay, if I kill off these guys over here, then I can just rush this and I can get to the sequence. See if you they have would to have fucking kill everything. If they would have built it for 360, they would have taken all those parts out because they know full and well that PS3 players are stupid <laughs> and that they can design a game like that for people that play those types of games and they'll just be fine with it. Yeah, just get away with it. Yeah. And, wait, did I? <laughs> Did I say that? It's totally not what I meant. Oh, no, you. in all honesty, I mean, I'm joking, but in all honesty, um, for just for the sheer fact of seeing Insomniac be a little bit more successful with a brand that they've spent yeah. obviously so much time and investment in, um, I feel like Resistance, um, compared to other uh, franchises out there, is, has been unsuccessful. I mean, if you, if you take the uh, net sales of 1, 2, and 3 and compare it to Halo or Gears of War, right. Gears of War, it's just uh, 
you know, the, the Microsoft exclusives um, in the shooter category just dwarf the performance of Resistance. And I think it's a shame because yeah. I think as a whole, even if you're pissed at the end of the campaigns, um, I, I think those are good games and they had a lot of potential. I, I um, agree. I 100% agree with you on the potential. Like, I think that I love the, the idea of the games. I like the story. I like the, the fact that it's kind of this alternate history mm-hmm. take on World War II and, and, you know, subsequent years. But God damn, those campaigns. Like, when I was, when, when you get to the end of them, it's, or at least I, for me, I was just like furious. That's how I furious. felt, that's I how like, I felt at the you, end game. of Uncharted 3. I felt, really? Yeah, I was really pissed. Wow. I was mad. And you know why? Because the game has all these parts where it fucking throws enemies at you because it's a PS3 game because it's built for stupid <laughs> fucking PS3 players. Sorry. Ouch. I did just say that. We got scared, Harsh, guys. Dude, twice. That means he means it. I, maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But I, that, that was actually a curious coincidence. But, um, joking aside, that, that would be me. What about you, Peter? Um, I'd probably get rid of, like, Connect Adventures. PS3 can have that. Move Adventures has a nice ring to it. No, Adventures really count is okay. as a, a, a franchise. That's, the, that's you think? No, come on. I'm, sorry, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. It's like calling out. Wii Sports a franchise. I know. Um, Which it might be. I don't know. Yeah, put some, get some skin in the game. Pick a, pick a <laughs> franchise that would be meaningful or a balls loss. to the wall, man. And there's so few, so few exclusives. <laughs> Exclusive. I would say Alan Wake, maybe. I mean, Alan Wake was a good game, but. I, that I, might I actually have done better the other way around. Maybe. No, you're you right. think so? Yeah. It, it, it's, I mean, it's definitely in it's the heavy rain sort of category. Yeah. category. Um, it throws lots of enemies at you at the same time. <laughs> but I mean, I think creepy, with like, a gun to my head, I'd probably give up Forza, too. I love Forza. I do. I like the mm-hmm. racing. But I don't think it needs to be this exclusive thing that we have yeah. to have. I think I'd almost pull over Infamous. I, I like the, mm-hmm. the idea behind it. I, I like could, two better than one. And, I don't know, yeah. that's personal, because I love sandbox games. Okay. I love running around with freedom, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I like where your head's at with the Resistance, though. Because I, I, I can't play shooters on PS3 very well. Yeah. And I mean, there, there is potential there. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have, you know, the implications for the multiplayer in Resistance. I mean, um, PS3, even though there's a, there's a growing multiplayer community, uh, for sure, it's just mm-hmm. not the same experience yeah. on PS3 as it is on 360. Yeah. So. I mean, think about the the multiplayer in Resistance on 360. It could have been awesome. What yeah. say you, shopper? I <laughs> am going to have to say that I would trade Fable for Zelda. Ooh. All right. you, know, you know what? I would fucking kill to play Skyward Sword without the remote <laughs> and in HD. Oh, for sure. It'd be amazing. But I mean, I, I haven't played Skyward Sword yet. I'm sorry to say, but isn't isn't the the motion thing with the the Wii Motion Plus? Isn't that such such a deep part of the experience? You well, know, I don't know. I haven't played the game. Have you? I have played it. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's deeply tied to it because that's the only way you can control it, and it's um, yeah, and it works really well, admittedly. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I think it does for motion control in a Zelda game what Z-targeting did um, in Ocarina as far oh, wow. as um, uh, sort of perfecting the, the gameplay. So, mm-hmm. yes. But at the same time, I'm just an old dog and I would rather just play with the controller at the end of the day. I know that just sounds stupid, but um, 
I don't know. That's just me. But anyways, this is your game. You so you want Sky you want Zelda. So yeah. do you want the entire franchise on three sixty? Do you want yeah, that'd uh, be great. a new game? Do you want <laughs> that'd be awesome. What do you want here? Let's hear this is the wish list. All of the above. I would like Skyward Sword on like you said, I'd like Skyward Sword on Xbox three sixty and H D and playable with a controller. I'd with like Connect. Uh, why why? <laughs> Peter. Just, just kidding. What have you done? But no, I mean I just Grenade think, <laughs> Reload. I just think it's an amazing series, and the re- the reason why I'd kind of give up Fable for it is that it seems like Fable's really just been, as the years go by, just seems to kind of try to ape that experience that people have gotten. And one of the things that works with the Zelda franchise so well is how pick-up-and-play it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always been that way. It's always been extremely approachable, and even though they, they add new inventory items and new stuff and, you know, put the game in 3D and all that kind of shit, like, the important thing is that the game is still completely easy to play. Like, I know people who don't play video games, but they play Zelda games. Yeah. And I think that's extremely important to the to the game's success. And one of the things they've really been trying to do with the Fable games, like, with each one that goes by, it's almost like they're kind of simplifying the experience. They'll expand it in some ways, but, you know, trim it down in terms of, you know, gameplay and interface. And uh, I get that, and I think that's cool and all, but I really think that the Fable franchise is just lost steam and it's not it's not nearly as interesting as you know uh, peter molyneux made it out to be yeah when he when he first revealed it as project ego way way back when back in the day oh. yeah fables is sort of me now i mean yeah, it's, it's obviously it you guys have so never cool. heard of fable the journey <laughs> whoa guys let me tell you oh we have starring oh. milo Ouch. <laughs> no um, Zelda the Journey. No, that would be But see, shit. that right there, Fable the Journey, that's yeah. the direction that Fable's going, which exactly. is downhill and fast. And I just, I, I could see a future where Fable is incredibly irrelevant slash mm-hmm. non-existent. Yeah. Um, you know, we could be wrong. We'd love to be proved wrong. We want nothing more than to have every game be a 10 and be awesome. But oh, um, the sad state of affairs is that Fable 3... Uh, was worse than Fable Two, which, in a lot of ways, was worse than Fable One. So, yep. I, although I, I actually liked Fable Two, I did not like. I had 3. fun with it. Fable Fable Two is where it started to lose me. Like probably halfway through Two, um, I loved One. Did I you be- finish Two? Yeah. Okay. Of course. The, yeah. There's the the best part of the game is in the very last act of the game where you get you know the prison part and all that. That's that was my favorite part. Of the whole it was game. cool. I no, no, yeah. I, coming back and it was totally cool. It was awesome. But um, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, though. I, I agree with you. If I had to kill a non-racing game, I'd probably get rid of Fable, just because I've been unimpressed by it lately. So, yeah, it's yeah. And Zelda, good call. I would, I would, I would probably say Resistance, uh, Infamous, Zelda, or Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, because I mean, I think we all sort of just have played so many Mario games that it a would real be a, good headlighting platformer. Yeah. It would, uh, well, I mean, Rayman Origins is so much fun. How much fun would it be to have new Super Mario's on Xbox? I mean, just, wow, yeah. just yeah. easy. You know, I mean, that would be like with like a that no art brand. style. Yeah, or something different, whatever the case is. I mean, yeah. imagine any Nintendo game in full 1080p oh. HD. Jesus Christ. Please. Wait, that's happening next year. I know, but that <gasps> hasn't yet. So we, can't, we can't talk about There's that. no achievements. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. All right, Wii guys. U gets Xbox Live. What? <laughs> Lucas says, there's something bothering me a lot. When I was younger, one of my favorite franchises was Resident Evil. I had no trouble playing violent or scary games. I've always been an anxious man, but I could still enjoy those games. Today I'm 24 years old, and I can't stand violent games anymore. 
This stops me from playing games such as Bioshock, Gears of War, and Fallout. I prefer the ones similar to Batman Arkham Asylum and Mass Effect. I've never been a fan of violence, but I used to be able to make exceptions for some games. Today, I just can't. I get anxious like someone who drinks too much coffee. Does that make me any less of a gamer? Do you prefer violent or nonviolent games? Well, I... I don't uh, think it's so black and white. Yeah, and it totally doesn't make you any less of a gamer. No. You You like playing uh, Batman Arkham Asylum and Mass Effect? Those games are freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. If If those are your two favorite games, then well done. You're a gamer. I think the only thing... It, it just limits uh, what you have access to if you well, prefer yeah. not to play those. Because violence is so prevalent, obviously, and you know the well, majority yeah. of stuff we've seen this fall. Um, but it in no way makes you less of a gamer, and I don't, I don't have a preference. If the game's fun, that's what it comes down to. Exactly. And it, yeah, and I mean, if, if those games like Bioshock or Gears you know, make you uncomfortable, then you, you don't have to play them. I mean, there's, there's plenty of options out there for you. And you Rayman. can you can still Origins. game away. Rayman Origins, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and with Gears too. I mean, you can turn the the gore part off. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the language, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know exactly if if it's the bloodshed or you know whatnot. Because I mean, uh, Batman and Mass Effect aren't incredibly unviolent either. Yeah. I no, mean, no, they. Um, yeah. But it's it's different. So it may I don't know if it's blood or whatnot. So I mean, you just you know you're, you're getting old, Lucas, and your old age you're becoming more sensitive. I mean, I'm the same way. I can't watch bum fights anymore. I've realized that. <laughs> It just—it's too what, much, you could? right? Who couldn't? Check you. Out. No, not so much. <laughs> no. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I would, I would watch those Kimbo Slice videos on oh. YouTube, and that's—that's that's as far as I'd get. It's as close to bum fights oh, as I'd man. let myself go. Sears the conscience. <laughs> <laughs> but we're with you, but Lucas. Yeah. You're a gamer. Yeah, you're totally you're, a gamer, man. Yay! Well, you did it, guys. And, you're a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> and do we prefer nonviolent or or violent games? I don't know. It, it's, it depends on the game yeah. for me. I mean, I, all the games you listed, Bioshock, Gears of War, Fallout, Batman Arkham Asylum, and Mass Effect, I love all of those. But there's so many games that aren't violent that I love too, like Peggle or yeah. even like Catherine. Or, I mean, sure. I would say I love Catherine, but... Um, <laughs> Puzzle Quest. You know, I love fighting games, but those are violent, but they're not gory, so I guess I would yeah. need to know. Well, depends on you know, the fighting game. Is Street Fighter violent? I mean, it, the entire yeah. game is, is fist fighting, but it's... <laughs> It's kind of fighter in the name. It's not violence, not street violence. (laughs) (laughs) Turbo HD Remix Edition. But yeah, Lucas, no worries. You're totally a gamer. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good, broski. Trey asks, hey, Locksmith, how do you feel about the idea of the holiday rush? I know most of the games coming out are quality games, but it feels like several are always overshadowed because the market is too crowded this time of year. Why do developers not understand their games will sell better if they aren't released in the same two-month period? I'm in the middle of exam season for college and don't have the time for the plethora of games coming out during the rush. See, I don't think that's necessarily true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know this was our get lynched the other week, too, that there's just way too much all at once. Mm -hmm. But I don't think uh, games will necessarily sell better if they're sold different times a year. Right. Part of the reason is, like, the holiday season's coming, like, parents are throwing cash down for their kids, um, it's just the season to give, and so a lot of uh, games get the cash in the fall. Maybe that, I mean, I don't know the last time you've heard of a game selling, like, six and a half million in 24 hours in, like, April. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, it was called GTA 4. Yeah. Uh, in March. <laughs> I meant to say March. <laughs> you know what no, I'm you're right, about. you're right. But to your point, though, I, I think what what's happening here is there's this chicken before the egg syndrome where right now um, society is trained to buy stuff between the period of September and December. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. just the way that it is. And it's that, that way with any product. And it's not just video games. Um, so we could make a case to say that there's not enough games that come out between June and September uh, so people aren't buying games, and because people aren't buying games, nobody puts games out during that period. Because there's yeah. people at all of these publishers that work with the retailers that say, hey, what's a good window for us to put this game out? And it creates that syndrome of, well, nobody's buying games, so we're not going to put out games. But the reason no one's buying them is because there's no games out. So I guess the yeah. idea here would be you would need uh, a few kind of trailblazer kind of frontier facing games to come out like the Deus Exes or the Dead Islands um, in those periods and do well and show the market that um, that's an actual viable release period. Uh, Until then, I think we'll continue to see this trend, unfortunately, where all of these games are stacked up uh, with the goal of having everything on sale and everything new and at top price uh, for Black Friday and Cyber Monday and so on and so forth. But I mean, on those same lines, I mean, we we do see the trend kind of changing. Um, there, there's been, I think, within like maybe the past two years, there's been this huge sea change. You mentioned you you mentioned um, uh, Deus Ex and and Dead Island coming out, but also this year we had Portal Two come yep. out in yeah. April. We had Mortal Kombat, which was a huge fighting. Yeah, that was game. the same day. Yeah, Dead Space Two. Yeah, Dead Space Two. Bolt Storm. A, yeah, I mean, it, it's just been. Yep. We we've been seeing a lot more AAA games come out at different points of the year. That's true. So I mean I think that's a trend that we're definitely going to see continue. I think and we've talked about this before. I, I think if enough publishers could get on board, um, or at the very least a publisher with a big enough name title that could could really affect some change, would release something in the summer. I think it, we would see that become a major market, um, in, mm-hmm. similar to the summer blockbuster yeah. uh, sort of film vibe that we see. Uh, at the movies. Um, until then, you know, I think we're going to see hit or miss. We'll see one or two or three titles. But here again, if we see something created in the market where all of a sudden everybody says, oh my gosh, we have to put out our games in July, we could see the exact same scenario <laughs> yeah. recreated Just a different where yeah. everybody says, oh shit, we now need 12 <laughs> games to come out at that time and we're, you know, stuck up Shiitake Mushroom Creek all again. <laughs> The best part, though, like in your situation, especially if you're in, you know, exam season at college, uh, you probably a aren't going to buy them all at once. So you can stagger that and end up getting great deals down the line when you actually have more time to play games. Oh, yeah. I just bought Deus Ex. Oh, my gosh. Deus Ex I bought is it. So I good. ordered it on Friday for like 20 bucks from some website. Awesome. So I was like, I've just got to do this. Yeah. It's the, it, that was the one that came out like two, three weeks before my wedding. So I just missed it entirely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! We were just talking about that. The the soundtrack alone in yeah. Sex is amazing. Got an awesome soundtrack. Let's uh, let's skip the next question and go to Daniel. Yep. This is Daniel. Hey, I'm halfway through Skyrim and loving it. I also love the Fallout series, and it got me thinking what type of universe I would want to see in this engine. For me, I would love a Firefly Bethesda game. What type would you guys want? First then, of all, tough. good call on uh, Firefly. That would be awesome. That'd be a great. One. Yeah, brown coats, Nathan Fillion. Although, isn't he in Uncharted? Anyways, um, <laughs> Peter, what, what would be a, a, a game of your, your desire? See, the, the, I look at this in two ways. One, it's like what cool uh, series or other things could be adapted into a big open world game. Mm-hmm. Or B, I look at it more like what 
style of time period, anything would um, be cool in this respect. And I don't know if there's ever been, I'm sure there has, but like something like colonial era exploration, hmm. something along those lines, like you're wow. literally exploring a map, like okay. settling, like, like, like a Grizzly Adams kind of game yeah. or like, uh, what was the, what was the family that went out into the mountains? Or were they called right. not the Partridge family? <laughs> <laughs> family. The, yeah, remember they they like the dad and mom quit their jobs and they went and they uh, they went and they lived in the mountains and like bears came and attacked him and stuff. I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I know I'm fucking old. So, anyways, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's a good idea. D- I mean, that's I not like, like that. a franchise or anything to build off of, but it's literally like a time period and an era where it would make sense that oh, I just stumbled into this cave. What's in this? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, we just mapped this whole new area, like that sort of exploration thing. Because I find okay, it hard cool. to actually throw a sci-fi game into the, a Bethesda type world. I mean, obviously, Fallout's a post-apocalyptic kind of thing, but mm-hmm. once you start getting into spaceships and ways to travel very quickly from point A to point B. How do you do that then? I mean, do you have, you know, a half a dozen or a dozen different worlds the size of Skyrim that you're flying to? That'd be awesome. Yeah. And insanely, like, that's the rest of your life right there. Mm. Um, but it just makes it less about the wandering and stumbling upon things when you're flying around in a spaceship. Cool. What about you? Waterworld. What? I oh would love my gosh. Man, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Jesus. Would you have gills? Yes. You would okay. Yeah, you you get gills, God. and you'd have to build up your diving abilities and yeah. like your your ability to breathe underwater. Man. And once you do, that's when you can like start going underwater and going to places like submerged Detroit and Atlanta I like and all it. that kind of shit. I like it. Developers it's, take notes. You man. can you can drive around on like either your your little. The, the whatever the little pontoon boat is right that yeah. he has he can go to like the different it's atolls like the, the raft from lost yeah or you can <laughs> or, or you can away. hijack a a uh, jet ski right like Man. the smokers had in that movie i know all about Waterworld <laughs> for some reason evidently you do that's good that, that kind of beats mine i was gonna say Aww. like uh an open world kung fu game like we're like literally like with david carradine where you're <laughs> wandering the land i mean that sort of fits right it's just, just stay with me so and <clears throat> there's no weapons it's just all fisticuffs and you spend you know the uh, we were talking about this earlier but most of the time you encounter people who, no, i will not fight but then you know at the very last minute you <laughs> just like fight you. open up a can of serious david carradine whoop ass on them um <laughs> and and all of it would be a quest to find the uh the kumite and to uh <laughs> compete in you know the massive big what? blood sport of it like, oh <laughs> i mean come on Do you get an achievement for doing the splits and Kicking pottery. I mean, if we're going yeah. blood sport, you should. Yeah, I, I think so. Right. Either that, or I was thinking like an I Am Legend game, and not like with Will Smith, but like the original Richard Matheson um, short novel, <laughs> um, where you're literally the only living person in the entire place, and it's filled with these like vampires, and you can only go out at daytime, and at nighttime you have to like uh, barricade you know, yourself indoors. Yeah. Wow. And then maybe you could find Charlton Heston. That's that's <laughs> almost like a little Simon's Quest. Be kind of cr- yeah, you're right. It'd be kind of crazy, right? When the when the moon comes out, you could find Chuck. You know Chuck what would actually be cool, and obviously this isn't happening because it's happening a different way. But um, I was thinking about like what other cool old isometric games would make sense in a world like this because Fallout worked. Mm-hmm. Um, like they could have done it to Syndicate if it wasn't just becoming a Deus Ex style first person shooter. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or or XCOM if it. Wasn't yeah. already XCOM. Already a uh, first-person <laughs> shooter. Already, yeah. All so, these things are. But I, I see a trend. Yeah. How about why don't they uh, make uh, Dead Space into a first-person shooter? 
Oh, hey. Oh, that's a great Damn idea. It, guys. Why can't I ride dragons in Skyrim? <laughs> okay, now, speaking of Bethesda, okay, so here, here's my get lynch for the week. Um, we're getting so many emails and comments about the PS3 problems, and we know that a patch just came out. And apparently, uh, the patch isn't addressing the main issue, which is once you get to a certain save um, size, which is, I think, what is it, Peter? It's, it's 10 megs? Or I think it was 10 megs yeah. on PS3. So, yeah. Somewhere in that, um, in that size, uh, you're game essentially the frame rate just staggeringly drops and we've been sent videos and links and it's hard for us to confirm it because i think the farthest along save that we have is colin moriarty's uh he only does everything beyond and he um he isn't i think he's like 10 or 12 hours in and he's been traveling a lot so he hasn't played as much skyrim as he's wanted to so we're going to try and reproduce that but as far as we can tell bethesda really fucking dropped the ball with the ps3 version of skyrim i mean we all love the game but come on guys like what is the fucking deal seriously so (laughs) we we feel like the ps3 version needs some serious attention Uh, we know this is an xbox podcast but we're gamers and we love all the systems so bethesda please please Give some love to the PS3. Until then, you fucking get lynched. <laughs> Have you guys run into any glitches on the Xbox version? Like fun ones? Or uh, like both? Oh, yeah. I've run into a lot. I haven't. I mean, I've... I haven't really either. I've gotten like random performance drops, but I'm nothing... Not, I nothing. had like the giant knock me into the sky with his club, oh, which nice. I feel like that's almost supposed to happen. I've had people walk up off the ground. I've had mammoths fly. Um, oh, I've had soldiers fade in in front of me when I was trying to pickpocket someone. <laughs> I've had guys get locked out of a room but still be able to give me voice commands. Like if I've walked in a room and closed Weird. the door, I can turn and still interact with him and I get the, the prompts on screen. <laughs> but he's not in the room with me. I, I've just gotten like... But you those, know, are, those are silly glitches. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you know, the game's broken sort of glitch. I just get the the standard shit, like, you know, performance drops and occasionally AI issues of somebody trying to follow me and just walking into a wall and doing that kind of bullshit. I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't get any fun ones. Like, yeah. <laughs> no no crazy ogre hammer freakouts and shit. No flying mammoths. No flying mammoths. No. I've only, I've only seen that. the... I only saw the flying mammoth once, and I haven't had any ogre freakouts. No, no um, cougar man. I mean, all Red things Dead. all things considered, I, I will say that um, you know, trying to tackle a game the size of Skyrim, yeah. um, you have to give really mad props to Bethesda. Um, the game's just enormous. It's not just yeah. enormous; it's just crazy enormous. And so, it's it's tough because things of that size just break sometimes. So, um, yeah. I think that's very different than what's happening with, on PS3, though. So, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this sounds like a pretty huge issue that needs fixed on their end. Like, like I've, Quickly. Heard, I've heard that to play the game past, like, level 20, 25, as your save file gets bigger, you literally have to manage uh, what happens in the world to keep the save file down and to keep the memory from caching. So you have to close doors after you go into <laughs> rooms. You have to not leave items in different places. Because what happens is as you do all that, the, the, the game is tracking what's changed in the game world, and it's, mm-hmm. it's remembering all of it. And it's really it's a RAM issue. So um, yeah. the other thing that you can do to, um, to stop the chugging is just reboot. But why? the, the question is, is for a AAA game like Skyrim that's as huge as it is, um, it's widely anticipated. It's probably going to be so many different people's games of the year. It's you know getting perfect scores, tens and nines. Um, why would you need to manage your game, close your doors, make sure you don't leave plates around? It's like cleaning up your house. Like, it's not what I want to <laughs> fucking do. Like you know, and to do that in a Wipe game, off your shoes to have the you game, you know, did you make sure that you closed all the doors? Like fuck that, you know. <laughs> 
What are you, born in a barn? I still run around a lot of tables just kicking stuff off of there. Just a habit of mine in those games. Because you can. Just because I can. The game's I'm playing on 360. Yeah. I can. So that just makes me sad. I'm just a I... terrible person in Skyrim. <laughs> cool. I have 100 pickpocketing, so half the towns are just people walking around in their underwear. <laughs> that doesn't remedy itself. <laughs> they don't put clothes on. doesn't matter how cold it is. It's fantastic. Oh my God. Yeah, I love it. We're going long here. We are going pretty long. So let's uh, move on. We've got some MBKs. Mary Boff kills. Oh. Geo says, Killer Instinct, Primal Rage, Clay Fighter. Go. Uh, yes, in that order. In that order? Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely marry Killer Instinct. It's one of my favorite games in the world. Um, Primal Instinct's good for a, a boff Primal here. Rage. Primal Rage, sorry, is good for a boff here there. I didn't play Clay Fighter that much. I so. like Clay Fighter. Yeah? I gotta say, I might Killer Instinct, Clay Fighter, Primal Rage. Sorry. That's fine. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with Casey. Marry Killer Instinct because everyone knows I love fucking Killer Instinct. <laughs> Don't get us started on Rare. Um... <laughs> Boff Primal Rage and Kill Clay Fighter. I mean, I, I tried to get into it way, way back in the day when I was a kid. I even played the 63 and a third or whatever the fuck it was yeah. called on, on Nintendo 64. And I just I just didn't like it. Couldn't get into it. Didn't like the mechanics. Didn't like the graphics. A buddy of mine had it. It wasn't, wasn't my jam. Never, I never owned it. Michael says, Ezio Auditore, Master Chief or Soap McTavish? That's easy. Uh, Chief, Ezio, Soap. Chief Ezio Soap. I'd marry okay. I, I, I'd marry Chief because you know he's he's a good standby. Ezio he's so super sexy. You know, <laughs> Way he's, sexy, he's just, you right? Know, he's so sensual, right? He's smooth with the and ladies. And you, you'd want to kill Soap because Soap. <laughs> well, you yeah, keep going. God damn you! <laughs> I keep it in that order. Uh, I you'd marry Ezio. I'd marry Ezio. I mean, he, if he won't be true. He would. You would, dude. He was gonna cheat on your ass so hard. We dude, have many. We have many adventures to go to. John one seventeen is so faithful he's faithful yeah it's the guy you marry plus he's got cortanas at threesome <laughs> no we we Ooh. can't confirm that we got, that cannot be confirmed no <laughs> i'd marry chief boff Ezio, kill soaps and we're we're two for two casey yeah. that's right we're in alignment all right brent <laughs> the sacred act of matrimony having sex with stuff and murder <laughs> which one did you marry which one did you boff which one did you kill that was so meta <laughs> Very meta. We're not we're not even going to answer it, and we've already answered it. <laughs> nice, thanks. I, th- I think that covered it. I just incepted that. All right, Alan, Kaiscram, Dark Souls, Skyward Sword, Mary Buff Kill. Yes, in that order. In that I, order, I would Mary marry Kaiscram because it's a giant game. It's a game that yeah. you could spend your life with. It Dark is. Dark Souls is so fucking sexy and awesome and amazing. And um, Skyward Sword, uh, I, I don't. It's hard to besmirch that, but um, it has a couple things going against it. For me personally, the waggle is not mm-hmm. my preferred control of choice, and mm-hmm. I, it makes me sad that it's not in SD or it's not in HD. So, this is where we we separate Casey Lynch. I'm gonna marry <laughs> Kai Scram, Boff Skyward Sword, and kill Dark Souls. Man, oh. sorry, bro. It's fine, man. You you just suck at the Souls games, so it's fine. I do. You know I do. And you, make you've you, watched me suck at those and fucking And you games. get angry and you just turn them off. <laughs> and you rage quit and lose all of your progress. Oh. No, so I don't. It, I because laugh. it does that autosave bullshit. We're like, oh, wherever you are, I'm going to save you. You just got punked by this little skeleton over here and you lost all your souls. Now it's a good time to done. save, right? right? God damn it. <laughs> awesome. What, what, Peter, what, yeah, what do you got? What's your last one? Um, Mary Kai Scram. Um, Boff Dark Souls Kill Skyward Sword. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Thanks, Peter. Yeah. Appreciate you. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. Whatever, dudes. All right, that does it for email and for Mary Boff Kill. Email! And for Get Lynched. 
Um, if you have any more questions or you just want to shoot the shit, be sure to send your message to unlocked at IGN.com. Uh, make sure to keep your emails short and sweet so we can get to them on the air. Yeah. Or at least try to. Um, conversely, you can hit us all at Twitter, at Unlocked, at P. Eichmanns, at Lynchtacular, at IGN, and me, at Stephen underscore Hopper. Today's uh, winner of the contest, uh, last week we did a contest for Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary Edition. Woo! And the person who gets it is Andrew from New Jersey. Congratulations, right, Andrew. Because there's only applause, one Andrew applause. in New Jersey. There's only one. I, he actually didn't send his last name. I'm going to have to get that from him. But <laughs> all you Andrew, need to do is write Andrew New Jersey and you know, Andrew, throw some stamps man. on there. Now, last week's, Andrew. last week's contest was to take a picture of their Thanksgiving layout in some way integrated with their game playing. So uh-huh. the picture that he sent through, are we going to post it in the article? We could. Please. Okay. Along, <laughs> and we will. Well, there was some other thing that we were going to... Oh, we're going to put the never-ending story embedded. Never-ending <laughs> story. Okay, so what's the meta achievement today? The meta achievement is... Why don't you tell us, Casey? Oh, okay. So since we've all been playing Skyrim, we've all been playing uh, Batman, whatever, fill-in-the-blank, all these games that have come out recently, we thought maybe it would do us all a little good to take a break from some of these giant games um, that have been consuming our lives and try something old. Um, or something that maybe we've been neglecting. So the meta achievement for this week will be you taking a picture and sending us a photo of your recently played games list, um, including a game that has not come out this year at the top of your list. And so that could be anything from uh, pre-2011. So it could be the Orange Box. It could be Halo Reach. It could be... 50 Cent. Blood on the sand. Please let it be fifty. If you get, if you do fifty cent blood yes. on the sand, you get an extra twenty five points. As it is, yeah. the normal challenge uh, meta achievement is for twenty five points. If it's fifty cent blood on the sand, you get fifty points. Fitty, fifty points. Makes a lot of sense. Right? Fifty points. See, that worked out so serendipitously. <laughs> yep. So there you have it. Um, awesome. And if you put in prey, you're just a god. Whoa. You 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 Whoa. broke the bank with that one. Time shift. All right, guys. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Casey, for you, helping Steven. out on the podcast. Thank and uh, thank you, listeners, for bearing with us. This was a little bit of a long one, but that's just more love for you. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Yep. Always with the magic. So much magic. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.